Extra time, Immaculate Grid, Grid 183. It's already October. It's the 2nd of October. Where is all the, you know, kinks? Where have all the good times gone? Man, the year's just blowing by. This is, of course, the bonus show for generations talk about my sports generations new episode dropped on saturday so check that out it's on injuries we've been getting a lot of feedback on the last few a lot of positive feedback especially two weeks ago we had the law we talked about that and then our most popular podcast is still instant replay so check those out these are evergreen topics So even though these are dropping every Saturday at noon Pacific, you can listen to those anytime is appropriate. And then, of course, the daily show. This is the Extra Time Immaculate Grid show. This drops every evening at 9 p.m. These are evergreen as well, even though that we are using the daily grid. We use that to kind of... You know, find the topics of the players and the things that we want. And today, I think, is kind of interesting. So let's just kind of jump right in. And the career achievement, the far right-hand column, is Silver Slugger today. And that got me thinking. Because the Clevelands is one of the rows. And I was really scratching my head, thinking, I know a lot of Silver Slugger winners by... The Cleveland's players, but most of those guys kind of start around the mid 90s. And I was really scratching my head to figure out who won a Silver Slugger award before that. And I knew one, and I didn't want to use him because I figured he'd be a very popular one because we've been trying to go for scarcity. But I didn't know the other, and there's only two. And of course, Silver Sluggers didn't start, the award didn't start until 1980. So then it got me to thinking, well, how many gold glove winners have there been? And then really, I was also thinking, you know, the Clevelands were terrible until around 93, 94. So then I went and looked all of that up. So we'll get into all of that here in just a moment. But let's just look at the grid. We'll burn through the grid, and then we will go through my findings on the Clevelands during my lifetime. So for the columns left to right, we've got the Pittsburgh Pirates. We've got the Chicago White Sox in the middle. And then the career achievement is Silver Slugger. For the Rows, top to bottom, we have the Phillies, we have the Clevelands, and then at the bottom we have Texas Rangers. So let's just go ahead, you know, when we usually have this format where we have the career achievement on the far right-hand side, we normally have notes and things that we have on that career achievement, and that's what drives the content for that particular day's show. And when you're looking at the descriptions, you'll see the things that we talk about. But since today we're really talking about the Cleveland, so let's just burn through this. We'll go left to right, top to bottom. So top left-hand square, we have Pirates and Phillies. I went to Colvey here, 4%. To Kent to Colvey, 
I, you know, I don't know why. I just like that guy. Kind of want the original submarine pitcher during my lifetime or the submarine pitcher during my lifetime. Of course, now you have Rodgers with the Giants. I'm a big Giants fan, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I just like that submarine, you know, Lopez kind of had that a little bit from the left-hand side for the Giants. You know, that kind of sidearm below below the shoulder throw slider. And just that weird look. It's got to be crazy for hitters to try to hit something that's kind of almost has a up instead of a dropping. It actually has a rise. You know, it's almost like a rise ball and in, in softball. Kent Katolvi. And then he wore glasses on the mound. Like that wasn't, a, you know, there were very few people that actually wore glasses. I mean, there was guys that did, but I mean, you know, he wore them on the mound like it was no thing, just rolling. So to Colby comes in here at 4%. Then for Phillies and White Sox, you know, we just talked about this guy the other day, Gary Reedus. He's in that group of dudes that stole bases, played good defense, couldn't hit. Bounced around, you know, he, Gary Pettis, you know, Otis Nixon, those guys. We, we talked about them a few episodes ago. But Gary Reedus, 0.1%. He's here. He was a Philly and a White Sox for like two seconds. Silver Slugger Award for Phillies. I went Juan Samuel, 1% here. You know, between him and Jeltz, I mean, those guys had the curl. Both of them had the curl. It was fresh, too. And they had that, you know, that Caribbean curl. It just seemed like it was just different. Just rocking it. This is the best. It's so awesome. Juan Samuel here, 1% for Phillies. Then we go to the middle row, Pirates and Cleveland's. You know, Jay Bell. 2%. Jay Bell originally was a Cleveland, went to the Pittsburghs, then became, of course, with Arizona. He won a gold glove or two. I think he might have won one with Pittsburgh and then ended up winning a gold glove, too, with Arizona, I think. Then for the Clevelands and White Sox in the middle, Omar Vizquel, 3%. Vizquel had the rando final season White Sox. And then Cleveland's and Silver Slugger. I wanted to go Julio Franco here. And he is one of the answers to who won a Silver Slugger between 1972 and 1993, because there's only two. But I just, for some reason, I thought he might be a real popular answer. So I went Carlos Baerga. So he did it. So he was part of that early to mid-90s when Cleveland's actually started becoming good. He comes in at 4%. Then down to the bottom row, left-hand side, we have Pirates and Rangers. I went Burt Behome Blylevin. He comes in at 4%. Of course, he early in his career, you know, Texas, in the middle of his career, really, Texas and Pittsburgh's. But, um, you know, he was a twin, mostly. We come back to the twins, have a few late years with the Los Angeles, California Angels of Anaheim of Anaheim. Then White Sox and Texas, we have Cantrell, Jose Canseco. He comes in at 4%. I'm starting to waffle now. I use a lot of the same players. Cantrell's one of them. Omar Vizquel's another. Jay Bell, Blylevin. I use a lot of Dave Parker, a lot of Dave Winfield. So I'm really trying to search my brain to come up with other players 
for some of these boxes, and I've also started to track the matrix. And I'm not quite. I've got some more work to do. I'm only about. Eh, we're at. We're on grid 183. We can go back now to the beginning, and I started around grid 100, and then I went back, and I did. I've probably done the first. I don't know 20 or so. So that leaves me what about another 80 I need to finish up to get all the grids. I'm going to come back to this and, and give those all to you, tell you the insights and then really go through, you know, who are some of the players that I've really highlighted and use a lot, but I know Winfield's a lot, Parker's a lot, Kentrell, he comes in at 4%. And then bottom right-hand square, Silver Slugger and Rangers, I went Ruben Sierra here at 2%. So back to the Cleveland's. So during my lifetime, or starting in my lifetime, 1972, and going into the 1993 season. So 1994, they finished second in the East. Because, of course, we're not in the divisions yet. or We're in the divisions, but we're not in the three divisions. We're only in the two divisions, East and West. So they finished second in 1994. So before that, so 1972 to 1993. So that is a total of 22 years, 22 seasons. Their average, they average 72.6 wins, 85.9 losses for a 458 winning percentage. They average 21.3 games back of first place. And their average position was 5.7, so basically sixth place. They Never finished higher than fourth in 22 seasons. They had a winning record three times. Or uh, let's say this the right way. They had a winning record once, and then they basically were 500 two other times. But we'll go through this here in just a sec. So in 1976, they went 81 and 78. So clearly they had three games that were canceled or rescheduled that they did not make up because it didn't matter. So they went 81 and 78. So, okay, you can say, yeah, they're above 500 because they didn't play three other games. Then in 79, they went 81 and 80. Same thing. Had a game that didn't get made up, didn't matter, didn't play it. 81 and 80. And then in 86, they went 84 and 78. And this was the year that Carter and Corey Snyder Played very well, and they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated going into the 87 season, where they finished 61 and 101. <laughs> 37 games out and in seventh place. In 1993, they finished 76 and 86, 19 games out, they were in sixth place. Now was a year before you started to see Lofton come in, you started to see Manny was coming around Tomei would come in very soon afterwards you know they had Brian Giles Richie Sexton Russell Brannion Robbie Alomar would end up coming over so you know Omar would come over Omar Vizquel would come over from Seattle and you know those guys could bang those guys could hit of course they lost in 95 to the Braves in the World Series, and in 97 to the Marlins. But 
22 years of futility. And then on top of it, between 1972 and 1993, they had two silver sluggers. Andre Thornton won for DH in 1984. And, you know, solid season. I'll give it to you here. He had 90 runs, 161 hits. He would have 59 extra base hits. 32 of them were home runs. He had 116 RBI. You know, all right. Go, boy. Oh, you know what? I'm not even looking at the right year. I'm giving you the wrong one. I'm giving you the wrong dope. That was his 1982 season. He did not win the Silver Slugger that year. He won the Silver Slugger in 84, which was not as good of a season. So in 84, so scratch all that previously, he had 91 runs, 159 hits. He would have 59 extra base hits, so the same number. 33 home runs, one more. 99 RBI, so 17 fewer. He batted 271. He had a 366 on base average and a 484 slugging and 284 total bases. So he had one fewer total base than that 82 season. But he walked 91 times. He struck out 79. For his career, he walked 876 times and he struck out only 851. When we talked about this with Buddy Bell, the other day, same thing. Buddy Bell walked more than he struck out. Quite a vast difference in what you're seeing today. And he still hit 33 home runs. So he won Silver Slugger for DH in 1984. And then the only other winner between 72 and 93 is Julio Franco. He did it in 88. And then Franco would move on to the Texas. And then for gold gloves, there's only two during that same period. You have Rick Manning in 1976 for an outfield gold glove. And then Sandy Alomar Jr. won a gold glove at catcher his rookie year in 1990. And that's it. End of list. Then when you look at all-stars, okay, you had Gaylord Perry in 72. That's when the Giants traded Perry to the Clevelands. And then he immediately wins Cy Young. But he wins Cy Young. He wins over 20 games. The team only won 72. So he was responsible for almost a third of their wins. Perry would be named an all-star again in 74. Buddy Bell, before he was, you know, big, big in Texas, not big in Japan. That's a different, different story. He had George Hendrick. He's more known, I think, as a you know, won a World Series with the Cardinals. Eckersley, when he was a starter, he was a 1977. But the list is thin, man. Jorge Orta, Bo Diaz, Toby Hera, Sid Mongi, Jim Kern, Dave LaRoche, um, Lynn Barker, you know, why he's winning as a pitcher, why they were given a pitcher in 1981. I got to go back and look at that, why that's the case. Ken Schramm, you know, oh, I'm looking at the wrong list. Lynn Barker, pitcher, all-star. Sorry, I was thinking 
it's late. I've been on multiple time zones. I'm working. So this week, um, the goal is to get everything out on time, but I'm on the East Coast this week. So my brain's running a little crazy. Pat Tabler. Pat Tabler was a first baseman DH. I mean, those are the all-stars. I mean, weak bunch. I'm sorry, guys. Sandy Alomar, three years in a row. You know, he's solid. Doug Jones, right? We talk about the Jones brothers, Todd and Doug. I was getting them confused. Doug Jones was saving, like, half their wins. He was responsible for a save in half their wins. They had some. That 1987, 61 and 101. 1991, 57 and 105. Woo! 1985, 60 and 102. Man. Just had some funky seasons here. And then in 93, this, this is how you knew things were changing. 1993, Carlos Baigra and Albert Bell were their all-stars. 92. Alomar Jr., Bayerga, and Charles Nagy. Nagy was solid. You know, I don't think he ever won 20 games, but, you know, he was in that 17. I think he won 17 a couple of times. So even though that 91, they lost 105 games, you could tell they were getting younger. And the team was, the players were getting better. But, I mean, prior to that, you know, Burt, Bly 11, and 85, Rick Sutcliffe in 83. So Rick Sutcliffe, right? So he's actually goes, gets traded the following year, mid-year. Goes something like 16-1 and one for the Cubs. I think he wins a Cy Young that year. Of course, they go to the playoffs, lose to the Padres. And then I believe Joe Carter's part of that trade. That... Uh, takes Sutcliffe to the Cubbies. Man, some of the Manny Trio. You know, Manny Trio, he won a gold glove and I believe a Silver Slugger Award as a Philly. But yeah, some of these names do not strike, you know, any kind of anything <laughs> with most most people, I think. And even for the avid, avid baseball card collector, which I was from about, oh, it, it, maybe 84, 85 is when I started. And then I was really into it for about five or six years. And none, Ken Schramm, maybe I mentioned that already, just not a whole lot. So that's the Clevelands. And that's just Clevelands and Silver Slugger. That's what made me think. And I'm sitting there trying to get scarce. And I'm like, man, they're just... When I was a little kid, I don't remember very many. Well, the reason why they didn't have very many gold glovers and silver sluggers and all stars is because they were terrible. And I remember them as being terrible. But, man, looking at these numbers, as terrible as they were. 1985, you know, they were 60, 102. They were 39 and a half games back. That, that was the worst seventh place. That was their worst finish as far as games back. You know, 91, when they went 57 and 105, they were only 34 games back, but they also finished seventh. I mean, their average placement was 5.7, so it was basically sixth place. So they were last one, two, three, four, five times, 
give or take. They finished last. <laughs> and then another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine times they finished second to last. So between last place and and second to last place, 14 times, 15 times out of 22 seasons. Ouch. Ouch. Cleveland's were so bad. So anyway, that's a grid for today. 183. It is Monday, the 2nd of October. It is extra time. Immaculate grid. This is the bonus show for generations talking about my sports generations. We'll see you here tomorrow. I'm Jonathan. Cheers.